0: Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly podcast that focuses on tools, processes, and best practices that truly fuel success for women in technology. We thank you for tuning in, and we hope you walk away with at least one best practice that will help you level up personally or professionally. What can you take action on that will make you 1% better? This show gives us space to grow that amazing potential you have inside of you by bringing you guests from all walks of life and allowing them to share their success secrets with you. I'm your host, Nicole Scheffler, and I consider myself a tech diva with over 15 years experience in a technology career, and I'm committed to sparking tech diva success with my collection of various books, podcasts, and projects, including our other podcast, the diva tech talk podcast, which is all here to inspire you and is dedicated to women in technology. I know you're gonna love it, so on with the show. Before we fire up this episode, I wanna give a huge shout out and thanks to someone who is behind the scenes on this podcast, helping make things happen, Chris Reeve shares my passion for podcasting and music and he was also a Mean Green University of North Texas alumni with me many years ago. He helps us with many aspects of the podcast production and editing. So if you ever want to check out any of his services, check out his website over at chrisreev.es slash podcast dash production. We'll put the link in the show notes and he could get you all sorted for anything that you might need there. He's just really great to work with and we appreciate his support for women and Tech and his generous contributions to this show. So let's get to it. Enjoy your show. On this episode, I am so excited to be with Kanika Tolver. She is actually a second time guest for me on this podcast because she was on the Diva Tech Talk podcast where you can hear about her career journey. But she is an amazing woman, but also the CEO and founder of Career Rehab. Or she can help you transform your career with coaching programs, events, webinars, resources to help you reach your career goals. What an important time to have someone like Kanika in your life. She's in demand. She's constantly speaking on social media. You need to follow her. She's a thought leader. She's been on CNN, CNBC, CBS Radio, Yahoo, Black Enterprise, Glassdoor, Entrepreneur.com. I mean, you name it. She's been there. And she's the author of an awesome book, Career Rehab, Rebuild Your Personal Brand and Rethink the Way You Work. So hey, Kanika, definitely happy to have you on.
1: Hey, how
0: you doing? Doing great. And as you know, this show is about helping women in technology become more successful. And I think you have tons of tips on that from your experience, helping guide career direction for many people. Let's just get right into it and get started. And you could talk to us about some ways that we could grow their success.
1: You know, I have 15 years of experience in the technology industry. I am in the project management, software development project management arena. So that's kind of where I live and thrive in. I really am excited about always helping women in tech and minorities in tech. That's a big passion of mine of helping them transition their careers into tech or to grow their careers. So some of the things that I really enjoy encouraging my clients to do and my audience to do is to think like a brand and not an employee. So be a brand and not an employee. So I think it's important for us to look at ourselves as little digital products and services within the tech industry so we can thrive. I think that's the most important thing that I have coached my clients into landing jobs at Microsoft, at Amazon, and at a lot of other um, amazing tech companies across the world. And how do we actually do that? So I think we have to look at our careers beyond our resume and our LinkedIn profiles. I think that is the foundation of our tech brand, right? Everyone has a resume. Everyone has a LinkedIn profile, or they should at least, right, to land jobs and land opportunities and to get noticed. But I think the thing that separates employees from brands is that people go above and beyond to put their expertise and knowledge out there in different formats, So white papers is another great thing that if you want to talk about cloud computing, or you want to talk about development, or you want to talk about database management, I mean, any type of technology that you wanted to talk about, you can do it in the form of white papers, blogs, books, videos, Um, you can have your own podcast show, I think that's what separates people that just go to work every day and do what they're told and those that are passionate about the industry and want to put that information out there to the world.
0: All right. So I guess I'm imagining this like baby steps. You have like the basics, your resume and LinkedIn, which have to be somewhat cleaned up. Do you have a couple best practices on that step?
1: Sure. So I think it's important to have a, a resume that is very clear, concise and unambiguous Um, not a lot of redundancy because a lot of times people want to, they've done several different roles, but they continue, they continually repeat themselves for each role that they've done. So I think it's important on your resume and on your LinkedIn profile is to tell the branding story of your tech career in a way that highlights your technical skills, your transferable skills, your certifications, your formal college degrees, but do it in a way where people know what you are an expert at, right? But do it in a way where you're not every job repeating the same due responsibilities for each role that you had. Um, because recruiters, they don't have a whole lot of time to, to read through five pages of a resume, right? That's redundant. So that's one of my things that I try to tell people is to um, you know, to, to do that in a way that is clear.
0: Is it still best practice to keep it to one page?
1: I think two pages. I think for people that have like 15 years of experience, it's kind of impossible to have like one page. So I think going back 10 to 15 years is important. I think cutting off those entry-level roles, those internship roles, there's a good cutoff time that you don't need to really highlight that on your LinkedIn profile and on your resume when you was an intern. But I think in the beginning of your career, it's important to highlight your internships because that's going to help you land that full-time job that you really want to land in tech.
0: I'm just going to pop a couple small questions in here. Should you post your resume on your LinkedIn profile or just use your resume only when you're trying to get the job?
1: So I think it's important to post your resume on job board sites first. Indeed, Glassdoor, And your your LinkedIn profile should be the highlight reel, you know, it should be the highlight reel of what your resume, your resume is the whole movie, you know, you know, so I feel like your your LinkedIn profile is kind of like the trailer commercial, showcasing people kind of a highlight of what you do, and if they wanted to get more information from you, you could possibly just Email it to them when recruiters and when hiring managers and when other professionals reach out, you can attach it in a direct message. But I think since LinkedIn is such a long, it has a very long interface to the profile. People are not going to read the entire profile. If you move everything from the resume to the LinkedIn profile, it's just too much information sometimes.
0: Yeah. I like that strategy. Okay. So question then you talked about your brand and representing your brand on the resume and LinkedIn as this first step. I know a lot of people ask me, I need help with my brand and I'm going to start sending them over to you. <laughs> but they struggle with connecting the dots to create the brand. And I know there's a lot of work on purpose and mission statements. So I would love your advice to our listeners out there on how can they create a brand? What type of work can they do to create a brand from a series of jobs?
1: So I like the idea of building your brand by dating jobs. In my book, I talk about how we have different roles, even if there are different roles within the same company or different roles at different companies, there's different things that we get, you know, we get experience and we get exposure, right? So different projects that we work on, we get hands-on experience and knowledge. And then the exposure comes from you start building your brand internally within the company. Like you work at Cisco, right? So If I work at Cisco and I've been there for a while and I've had different types of opportunities, I could start building my brand by speaking at internal meetings and and doing briefings and presentations and speaking at the Cisco conferences because now people are getting to see that I am an expert at X based upon all the knowledge that I have acquired over a short period of time or even a long period of time. And then you start branching out into the world and you start showcasing, because you're kind of testing this thing of building your brand with your team, with the people that you work with, the people that's in your company. And then you're modifying it based upon feedback. And then you're kind of going into, you know, as you know, I speak at a lot of tech conferences. I am reusing a lot of the content that I've already tested at my job with conferences like VMware, and I'm um, speaking at you know women in tech conferences. But I don't think it's, it's easy to start right where you're planted.
0: That's great advice. So is it like kind of looking at themes, like you kind of sit and reflect on whatever it is, your resume or LinkedIn, and you say, all right, I've got, you know, .NET. I'm definitely strong there, but I also love the community. And I could see here that I love leadership. I mean, how do you start to look and process what a brand could be versus a body of work?
1: I think it's about building that content strategy for those themes, right? So for me, I am a project manager, so I focus in on Agile and Scrum a lot because that's what I do on a day-to-day. I do a lot of talks on project management, Agile, leading teams, um, software development methodologies. So pick something that you're extremely passionate about in tech we all have had programming languages that we've developed that we did or did not like don't talk about that you know talk about the things if you had an exciting project about cloud migration and you wanted to talk about implementing cloud migration, then that's a good thing but i don't want people to get in the mindset of trying to talk about everything on their resume talk about the things that bring you the most joy And those things will naturally come out in your presentation of your talks and and all your digital presence, you know, as far as putting your information out there to the world. We have had so much knowledge and we've acquired over the years. I think we kind of know what our groove is based upon the success that we've had in the workplace.
0: Yeah, I love that. So we're kind of working our way up the stairwell here. We got the basics. We got the brand at the base of it. We got resumes, LinkedIn. And I loved how you talked about these external publications, how powerful, right? To take it and share that knowledge. And again, where do they start? Do you do a blog or do you go to like, do you start with something self created and just put it out in the world? Or do you work with like another company to produce it into their funnel or into their channel?
1: So that's a really good question. So for me i started off with blogging on kenikotsover.com and then i started pitching myself to external sites like glassdoor glassdoor was the first career blog that gave me a chance to talk about you know career development you know career coaching technology coaching so i think you could do one or two things you can start with your own blog with like medium or wordpress on your own website and reshare that content on Twitter and on social media and on LinkedIn and see what type of attention you get. And then if the attention is really getting good from people in your network, then you can start reaching out to external you know, websites, whether it's blogging for your company site or blogging for some of the big tech blogs. I think, you have to at least start with you feeling good about the content that you build first, because they're not going to take you seriously if they haven't seen examples of your work.
0: And so to that point, say, I love uh, network as code. And I want to talk about, you know, using programming and networking. So do you create a body of work like three to five things and then push it out there? Or do you just start one by one?
1: for me, I just stick to creating my high-level themes and I create content off of those themes. So my themes are business, tech, and career. Those are the three things that I talk about. I don't talk about anything else on social media, but business, tech, and career. I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a career coach and author, and then I'm, you know, then I pretty much want to talk about technologies that I enjoy talking about, you know, because I'm a tech professional. Looking at the content that is out there, there's a lot of oversaturated content. Figure out what are you bringing new to the table that other people aren't bringing to the table, right? Because there are a lot of people talking about those technologies, but I think the way you make it sound unique is the way you present the content. Have your own little swag to it, your own little twang, because you want people to notice a catchy title catchy content. Even if you say, hey, I am walking through a project that I did. You want to be able to bring people into the content. Sometimes I read tech blogs and tech white papers, they're boring. You want to get traction is what I'm trying to say. So you want to, you know, want to educate them, but but you want to entertain them too.
0: I think a pro tip on that that I use also is having like the top five, this, or the top three, this, like being able to try to compartmentalize your presentation so that people have, again, like you said, a catchy title. I use fire for my stuff and you've got the career rehab angle, which I absolutely love.
1: And what I do is I do the same thing you do. Anyone that has read the book or anyone that has read any of my blogs, people want easy digestible content, right? They don't want things that look, sound like a big textbooks. I like what you said about the top five tech certifications to get the top five project management certifications to get, and then you're walking them through and you're doing it with like a four minute read. And I think that that's all we need in this digital age. We don't need anything that's 10 minutes long. I'm not reading that type of article.
0: Exactly. There's no lack of information on the internet. So you talked a little bit about it. We started to go up to that step with networking and exposure. And I know you do a great job and building that outreach, that network. So i love some tips there. What are some keys to success in that outreach part?
1: So networking is really like the key to the success. I think that having a strong network prior to creating that body of work would be the step before creating that body of work because you want to build a community of people that you have connected with. So definitely LinkedIn is my number one professional technology network right? My second is Twitter because I can just really be my authentic self and I can just talk my talk, but really connecting with like-minded professionals that are in similar areas of you and within the tech industry is so valuable and important. So number one, you want to connect with leaders, industry leaders, right? The people that we look up to, the CTOs, the CEOs, like connect with the people that you love In your own company, make sure that they're part of your network. Industry leaders are so important. Then I come down to like the mid-level employee. That's the people that are like my peers. We work together. We have similar profiles. We have similar backgrounds. And then you want to start to connect with people that need your knowledge. These are the people that are, I don't want to say they're beneath you, but they will learn from you, right? So the mentorship aspect, these are the people that are Newbies to the field, you've met them online and they needed help or they work at Cisco and, and they've been a part of the internship program. So I always want to connect with people I can learn from, people that are on my same level, and people that can learn from me. So when I share that content, it can be reshared in three different pillars of people that can actually benefit from that.
0: Yeah, I like to say reaching up, down, and around.
1: I want to have a diverse network of people that could reshare the content the most important thing I've learned online is engaging in other people's content is just as important as you posting your own content.
0: I mean, it's free to like and share and support each other. It doesn't cost you anything to leave a comment on someone's page to like their podcast, to review and rate them, to review and rate their book. I think it's a good reminder that as women in tech want to support each other, I love what you just said. It's so important to do those simple things.
1: I've tried to, like, I'm going to purchase your book. I'm going to leave, I'm going to read your book and leave, leave your review. I am going to share it on Twitter. I'm going to share on LinkedIn for sure. But at the same time, I can't expect people to, to support me without me supporting other people. So it is a family. This is a village. So I think the more people that you support, you will get that support back.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Seriously. So if you're listening, go get Kanika's book, <laughs> go buy my book, Pillars of Success. we got lots of content, but I think
1: that's important, right? To support other women in tech. Collaboration is really, you know, I don't focus on competition. I, my focus strictly on collaboration because we're all doing things in our different ways and networking is a two-way street. It's not just about you asking. Yes.
0: Yes. So rising tide raises all boats. So anything we could do to raise that tide helps us get the number of women in tech increased, helps us get the number of diversity in tech increased. So I've kind of talked through a lot of this here. What step am I missing, Kanika?
1: We have the LinkedIn profile and resume. You have developed this body of work. That you feel like you want to kind of figure out what you want to talk about. You are building your network to let people know about this body of work. The last step, what I would say in my book, is to market yourself like an ad. You have to build a marketing strategy around that body of work, that network that you kind of have built. You built, you did the work, you have the knowledge, you have the people that. Are a part of your community in your village. Now it's time to let people know that you are creating consistent content. So one thing that I think that separates, you know, regular people from the true influencers online is consistent marketing and consistency and putting out content. Like you have a podcast show, right? You're not going to like post a show today and then not post another show to 2021, you have a schedule, right? Of interviews that you're doing and you're constantly pushing that out there. One thing I want to tell people, if you want to be a brand and not an employee, you have to be, have consistent execution. It's not going to happen if you keep like stopping and starting and stopping and starting.
0: Yeah, I know that goes back to a great Jack Canfield principle on taking action. (laughs) And too often we get wrapped up in the how i mean even branding oh, i don't know what should my brand be and it's like we'll just take some action put it out there and try it
1: <laughs> the one thing that i always say on twitter for those that follow me because i talk about pitching and branding a lot is that you focus on perfection and instead of just focusing on progression you'll never get started your logo don't have to be right everything you, you'll you see your writing and, and your content and your your videos and your podcast and whatever format of content you want to put out there, you will start to see it evolve and get better, but you got to start somewhere. And people actually, they just want raw consistency. They don't really care about it being perfect.
0: Well, it has been a true pleasure to get to know you because I look back at the few years that we've known each other and grown. And I think we're examples of that. I know our personal experience shows that success and that's why I have you on the show. So did you have any last nugget of wisdom you wanted to leave our listeners with today?
1: I wanted to leave the listeners with this tip and it's a tip that I am using even for myself, but I want us all right now in this time that we're living in and even in the future, even when things get better I just want us to turn our anxiety into accomplishments Let's learn to channel our emotions and figure out ways that we can level up our careers in tech, level up our brands, our businesses, whatever our dreams and desires is. Let's not get too bogged down in, um, I can't do it, or um, it's not right, or it's not perfect, or, or, or that anxious feeling. Turn that into an accomplishment. Turn that anxiety into just taking small baby steps.
0: Well, I have to absolutely agree with you there, Turn off the news and turn on your action.
1: Nobody can trump you but you.
0: Yes. Well, Kanika, it is amazing. I love your success and I'm so proud of you and just want to congratulate you on moving forward on all the work that you're doing, whether it's, you know, writing on entrepreneur.com or getting this book out in the world. Getting books out in the world is no small task and especially something that can change so many people's lives because you're impacting the lives of others. And I know that you're passionate about that. So congratulations and thank you for everything that you're doing. And if you really want uh, to connect with Kanika, what is the best way you would like people to connect with you?
1: Thank you so much for having me on your wonderful podcast show. And congratulations on your book as well. I'm so proud of you. If you guys want to connect with me online, you definitely can connect with me at kanikatober.com That's my um, personal website my personal branding website. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You can reach me. I'm at all social media platforms. My handle is at Kanika Tover. Uh, And if you really want to connect with me professionally, please, LinkedIn is probably one of the best platforms. I am a LinkedIn junkie. I love LinkedIn. And if you want to purchase my amazing five-star rated book on Amazon, you can get career rehab at, at Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, Target, or books a million.
0: I love it. And we'll provide all those links uh, in the show notes and on our blog as always. And you do not want to miss out connecting with her. And it's really awesome to follow all the work that you're doing online. So keep it up the great work. And thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you again for listening. And we really hope this sparks something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life. Please give us a rating or review We would love to see how the show has inspired you. You can also connect with Tech Diva Success on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook. We're very easy to find under that name. And we hope this episode was fire for you.